Welcome to Becoming Unstoppable, the podcast. So excited to have you here. I'm your host, Jen Parker, business mindset coach. I help and empower female entrepreneurs navigate through their self-sabotaging behaviors and resistance so they can become unstoppable. This podcast is proudly sponsored by my mastermind, taking you from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted in your self-sabotaging behaviors to feeling unstoppable. Enjoy the episode. And welcome to another episode of Becoming Unstoppable. I'm so excited to have on the, the podcast today, Meg, who's a professional work twerker, amazing writing coach, ghostwriter, author, and published based in the heart of Montana. Welcome, welcome. Hello. I'm so happy to be here and chat with you. Oh, me too. And for those who might be new to you, Meg, can you explain a little bit about who you are, how you serve people? Oh my gosh. Yes. I will. And stop me because I could just keep going. Words are my jam. And so, <laughs> um, I, I guess that's me in a nutshell is just words. Words are my happy place. They're my jam. I always knew that I wanted to write and be a writer. And I also knew from a young age that I wanted to help other people tell their stories. And so that's really where I found the way to merge my passion with a business is word twerking is what I call it. I, I get to help people see their own stories as having value, seeing as their expertise as being something that is needed in the world. And I get to help either coach them through sharing that in a book or for those who don't want to write it themselves, I also act as a ghost writer where you can tell me your story and I'll do the work and then hand it back to you and disappear into the background. And most recently was starting my own publishing company to help people actually take those books from, from post-it notes and ideas and getting them published and on a shelf to really reach people around the world. Oh my gosh, amazing. And with your publishing um, company that you have, do you have a particular genre that you mainly specialize in or basically any, you know, budding author that wants to get their book out to the world? See, and that's <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> I um, I I know when any of us go into business, we're told niche down, niche down. Okay, the furthest that I can niche on anything is that I work with creative woo believing badasses that's who I work with oh my and god so, I love it <laughs> right and so I do the same with with the publishing company is if you if you see yourself and your story if you are sharing I'm getting goose dots if you are sharing an authentic story whether it be personal or for your business and it's a story that resonates with me and I I see that you're being authentic then I want to help you share it so right now, um, some of the books I've worked with, they're business books. Some are personal stories of recovery and discovery. Some have been journals. Um, I'm currently working on a handful of children's books. So no real genre limit, just as long as you're, you're you know, my kind of people. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I suppose if you are wanting to be an art, like an author, you're already a rebel anyway, because you're already sort of like, you know what, I want to do, I've got this really big idea 
and I'm actually going to put it into print and share it with the rest of the world. Yes. Oh, I, I agree. It's a lot of times people, a lot of clients that I start working with, they'll come to me and their first thoughts before we start working together is, well, what, what makes my story worthy of being read or who's going to want to read my book? I'm, I'm just, I'm just me. And I think it does take a lot of, of confidence and bravery and courage to say, okay, no, my story does matter. And yes, I'm just me, but there are a million other just me's in the world who might resonate with my story and it might help them take them out of a a darker day or, you know, so I do think being an author, it takes a little bit of a rebellious streak. You gotta. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. My, my dad was, you know, he has written quite a few very science fiction type of books (laughs) at a very sort of very probably way ahead of his time so he just had this vision and he just wanted to do it and he just went for it so that's what I'm hearing from you it's like authors have a vision and they go for it and I think a lot of the time we think you know is my story even worth sharing because it becomes normal to us you know this we're we're normalizing our experience and sometimes we don't realize how truly amazing and magnificent we are and we don't realize that those times where we didn't see the results that we desired or we didn't feel like things were going to a hunky-dory you know amazing euphoric feeling but those were the times that set this foundation of who we are. And I think that's where people, so many people have that. And then if people share those stories in a book, it's like, oh, I'm not the only one who's going through that. Oh, thank God. I'm not crazy. Okay, someone else is going through a very similar journey and it just makes people go, oh, we're all going through something. That's okay. And it's so amazing when you read books and, you know, you feel like you're in the book. Mm. You know, I've read so many books of people that I've also interviewed on the podcast and, you know, of their journey, maybe going through something really traumatic and, you know, you feel like you're there and, you know, I can't put the book down and, and then they share how they made the decisions to build their inner strength and, you know, leave a very, um, traumatic relationship or you know what and you're just like oh wow and they're the nicest people you know and it's like oh wow you know this is supporting so many people yeah it is it's so amazing well and exactly like you said it all of those people that have written those books that we've read and and I know we all have at least one or two that come to mind where you're like oh that one inspired me that one touched me that changed my life and then just thinking, okay, well, you have so many millions of things about your life that could do that for someone else. And really sharing it, you know, working with my clients, it's therapeutic for me. I'm just going to be completely honest. I feel selfish half the time because it's so therapeutic for me to help them tell their story that I'm like, okay, I hope that you're getting out of this too, because, and it's so therapeutic for them to, to feel seen and heard. And to be able to see their 
their experience as having value as, as being legitimate, as being real. It's, it really is. It's, it's a transformative, it's an experience. Mm. Yeah. I think there's something cathartic when you're writing down from the soul and you're just almost letting whatever comes out. And sometimes you're like, was this me? What just, what just happened? You know, like when you're doing journaling, it's still writing, isn't it? You know, like, oh yes. And you're like, this could be, wow. Like what just happened? And sometimes you read back and go, oh my gosh, did I just, (laughs) did I just, did I, wow. Like, you know, so maybe it's like inspiring other people who are not seeing their special gifts, Megs of, Oh yeah. You know, like even starting, you know, if people are sort of have an amazing story to share of maybe challenge or anything, what would be a good starting point for these people? Do you believe? Honestly, I think you, you hit the nail on the head journaling. I, I go back to journaling for everything with, with my clients, whether we're working together on, on writing the book together, whether it's something where I'm helping coach them through their writing routine or whether it's me ghostwriting it and they just want to know when it's done, it all starts with journaling. And I recommend setting a timer. And for me, I have to do it first thing in the morning before, I mean, I'm an early riser, just like you. And before the world gets in my head, I have to spend some time with myself. And so I set a timer for 10 minutes and I sit down either with a notebook and a pen or at my computer and a blank document. And I just, I I call it a brain dump. It's not pretty, but just getting it out, getting it out, anything that's in my head. And sometimes it's, oh, I have to pay the mortgage and I need to pay the bills and I need to go get dog food and the groceries, and then I'll start getting into other things. Sometimes the first things that come out are, I I miss my grandpa and I miss the times that we had together. And this is what I remember most about him. And these were the times I kind of hated him because he was a dick, but also like, he's my person. And looking back then and just starting that routine of, of giving yourself permission to value that time, that, that appointment, that date with yourself it quickly will become a habit, just like everything else It becomes that habit. And then you start to find yourself really wanting to have more time to write. And then I recommend pulling in prompts, whether it be a journal, whether it be working with a coach, whether it be meeting with, you know, your closest friend or a sibling, somebody you're really close to and letting them know, Hey, I kind of want to write a book about this. You know, what ideas do you have? What questions do you have? And keeping a list of the questions or thoughts that are coming up and then just fleshing those out when you're doing your writing, you know, answering those questions like you would uh, remember in school when you would have an outline for a paper. It's like, okay, answer each of the outline questions. Do that with your book. It's, Mm -hmm. but it's not an assignment. It's not a task. It still has to be fun. So it still has to be something that you enjoy. But yeah, just that writing routine and journaling, that's where it all starts. Mm, Yeah. And I think so many people can really sort of resonate with that because it's like it doesn't feel an arduous task because when you're sort of thinking, oh, writing a book, you know, you can sort of think, oh, well, books are, there's lots of thousands of pages in books and there's lots of chapters and 
you know, oh, you know, how does that all work? And it's not just the the writing and putting it together, it's making it sound good. And it's also Mm -hmm. making it where people are like, I want to buy that. So do you support people who maybe have a big vision and make it, you know, doing that part where, you know, you're editing, you're, you're, a lot of the time people have all of the ideas in their head. It's just, you know, maybe assisting with grammar and really teasing it out so it sounds even, you know, more exciting. So is that part of the role that you also do, Meg? It is. It is. And that, honestly, that is some of my favorite. Um, I always, whenever I finish a project with a client, I like to send them a little note to thank them for letting me play with them. Cause that's what it feels like is that we're having a long extended play date and we're making this world. And if, if they need me to help come in and edit and, you know, fix the grammar and the spelling and the sentence structure, then that's what I'm there for. Um, I have had clients in the past and I have a couple that I'm working with right now where they, the idea of sitting down and writing or typing gives them hives. They just, it's not a good feeling for them. And so instead they love being able to talk it out. They're much more into the podcast or the interview format. And so we meet up via zoom and we have our coffee and we're in our comfy clothes and I'll ask them a question or two to get the ball rolling. And then I mute myself and we record the conversation. And that way, what they don't realize is that they're telling me the story. They're, they're writing their book without ever having to type on the keyboard or, you know, grab a pen and paper. Um, So I definitely, I do love to meet my clients where they're at and where they're most comfortable because then at the end of the day, the story that's being told, it needs to read as authentically authentically theirs and if that's going to be you know saying it out loud if that's going to be recording voice notes if that's going to be little text messages to yourself however that's going to work for them to feel most comfortable and confident sharing that I'm I'm definitely there to help and for a lot of them it is knowing that nobody is going to see this until after I've been able to go in and, and spit shine it and clean up the, the grammar and the <laughs> spelling and punctuation. And yeah. All of that stuff. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of the time people have to also, it's working with your learning preference as well. And for me, I am someone who loves to do that. So I'll be in the car and I'll put, you know, I've got sort of a nap and I'll, I'll be like, you know, go into a bit of a boom, 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 boom. And then what I'll do is then I'll send it to myself and then I'll be like, oh, wow, this is, this is gold. Okay. You know, oh, wow. I've got like a few things here. Okay. I've got it all, you know, so I think it's, I love, I love how you are supporting people in their journey of not just looking at one modality you're really enhancing by going well where are you and okay well that's not your jam sitting down because that can feel a little bit like school like okay I want you to do it like this it will be like because it's what you said it's meant to be fun it's meant to be playful and enjoyable and if it's not can you tell when you're reading a book if someone is actually enjoying writing it or it's like, oh, yeah. oh man, I can I, I can feel the energy. They do not like it. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Well, do you remember, I mean, I can think of, I won't name them, but I can remember a few professors that I had through school where I could tell when they did not want to be teaching the lesson they were teaching. Oh, yeah. oh yes. <laughs> right? We all have a few. We're like, you could tell they were not, they did not want to be there just as much as you did not want to be there. I can, sometimes you can feel the same thing with a book. You can understand where, okay, maybe they maybe they were really into it up to chapter 20. And then they kind of just said, oh, well, and then they all live happily ever after. Like, oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And well, it's were done with like, that. Yeah. And like TV series where you're like, it's, you know, there's ones that were worldwide, let's say. And they all, they had so much detail. Sometimes you had to be like, okay, you know, there was, so many different storylines and then it just sort of finished up really quickly and you're like oh and sometimes when it's like a trilogy they're they're building and building and building and they're like oh I, I think we need to to end it and it just ends and you're like oh oh that 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 was a bit disappointing I I I've, I invest a lot of my energy and time and I think the readers can almost feel all the what you know if it's being turned into a series or whatever, people can be like, it's part of their life. <laughs> oh, I agree hundred like percent. Disappointed. They're like, they're so disappointed when it's just it's not the ending that they anticipated. And I think sometimes I think, you know, is that sometimes where authors are, you know, they're in the magic and then they're like, oh golly, I, I need to put everything together really quickly. Oh, quick. And <laughs> I definitely think that that's a lot of times I, um, so I, right now I, I work with people on nonfiction. So like books for their business, memoirs, personal stories, I'm moving into fiction with the children's books and, you know, fables and fairy tales and fun little stories. Um, I have not to this date published anything that's fully fiction. And that goes for my clients as well as for myself. I'm still working on writing my first fiction novel. And I think it's because of that very thing where I'm like, I love these characters. This is so much fun, but then I'll get kind of bored with them. And I'm like, well, what if everything just caught on fire? I'm like, it's over. <laughs> I've had so enough. I haven't done it yet. I haven't, I haven't lit everything on fire yet, but. I, I could definitely see where <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. How interesting, you know, and, <laughs> but like people who, you know, are, they have these big ideas. They've had the story of their life. They've had challenge. How did you know that this was your journey? You said that you, you love words. How did you go, this is what I want to do. What was your story to sort of stepping into this role of being an author and now a publisher? Oh my gosh. How long, how long do we have? <laughs> I, um, I have always loved journaling and writing stories and it just, it was always part of who I was growing up. I, I was the kid that as soon as summer vacation started in elementary school, I wanted to give my sister writing assignments and she was not interested. She was not, did not want to play. Um, 
I actually recently found one of my journals from when I was seven and in it, in very, very bad penmanship, it said that when I grow up, I want to listen to old people tell their stories and turn them into books. And so that is, that's my end goal. Like that's my big five, 10 year plan is that I would like to be able to, and not as a business, but as a passion project to give back to the world and the community is I want to be able to work with our elders and their families to interview them and and not only give them give them that somebody's listening to them that somebody cares because their stories are so valuable and and the lives that they've lived they've been through things that none of us will ever experience and and you know hopefully we won't go through again in the future if we learn from it the first time and so that's one of my goals is to be able to help capture those stories and turn them into books, not only for their families as a legacy, but also just to, you know, educate the public. So that has always been like at, at the end of my, my big plan. Um, I definitely through school loved writing was always what I did. I used to write papers and sell them to people because it was doing what I loved and it was a small business. I don't recommend that. It's not a good idea. <laughs> um, I, uh, but I, you know, followed what society set out for us and, you know, go to school when you graduate high school, go to college, get a job, you know, work nine to five, do what you do, contribute to society. And so I did it and I did it for a little over 20 years. Um, I did everything from selling insurance to, I wrote professional resumes I managed a team in a call center for a cell phone carrier. I was a caregiver. I, you know, did a lot of things and, and I was good at them and I enjoyed them, but it wasn't what filled me up and what lit me up. And so I realized um, after a good friend passed away in a uh, very a sudden car accident, I honestly kind of realized, okay, well, she no longer has her life in front of her and I do. And what am I doing with it? I'm clocking in and out every day. And I'm genuinely hating my life, to be honest. Um, and so I decided like, it was time, it was time for a change. I wasn't getting any younger, um, life. I, I did not like my life. And so I gave myself a year to either find a way to love what I was doing or to do what I loved. And just under a year later, it was like five days short of a year later, I gave notice at my full-time job and I started my business full-time. Um, at that time, I started just with copywriting for business owners because I figured that would be an easy way to slide my foot in the door. I knew I had the writing skills and, and the, the expertise with words and working with business owners. They had a need that you know needed to be filled. So I did that with the plan that in five years I would be ghostwriting. And about six months later, I had somebody approach me and say, Hey, have you ever done ghostwriting? And I was like, okay, I see you universe. Got it. <laughs> and, um, within that first year in business, I had already, uh, booked two ghostwriting clients. I was like, okay, sorry, by copywriting. We are now in bookland. And so no looking back, it's now been about three and a half years and, ghostwriting, uh, coaching others through their writing, uh, helping co-author if that's where they need the help. And then most recently this last year, I finally was able to realize uh, my dream of having my own publishing company to help really with that final step of, of getting their books on the shelf. 
Amazing. Wow. Wow. Oh, I, I'm so inspired because yeah, I, I can hear so much of my story in what you've shared of doing something that you were told, you know, this is what this, this is the level of success. This is what you do. So for me, I didn't not like, I wanted to support and empower people. So I worked in aged care and then I decided I was going to be a social worker. So I did that and I burnt myself out completely. And it's interesting when you're expecting the universe to give you these things and it's not working, but you don't have space for that. And that's exactly what happened. I said, you know what to do. And literally coaching came to me and I I'm hearing that is exactly what's happened to you with your journey. And, you know, you've been on this amazing journey of supporting and empowering other people who, who really want to share, you know, their story. And when you were talking Meg about your vision, when you're a young girl of interviewing the elderly and sharing their stories um, in palliative care, they actually do things like that. They have like life stories and, and sometimes it's also like um, it's also asking people like a, like a eulogy. It, it sounds a bit unusual and people might be like, what does that mean? It means people get to choose how they are remembered. And it's just because sometimes people don't know. Your children do not know everything about you. Your parents, like we don't know everything about our parents. They sort of probably did a lot of naughty things when they were younger, (laughs) you know, and there's some things and you're like, oh, you just think of them as, you know, mum and dad. But if you knew them as, wow, they you know, like I'm sort of just thinking of my dad who like mapped all of Northern Territory in the 70s, you know. Um, you know, oh my all gosh. of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He mapped the Northern Territory and he loved it. He, it was, you know, a highlight. But if he didn't share that, you wouldn't have any clue. And I think there's so many other stories that people have that maybe they don't believe is significant. But maybe it was, you know, something that happened to them or maybe it was like we've just gone through two years of a global pandemic. Like even knowing some of those things, like it just didn't feel that long ago that we were lining up for hours to get tested. Now that's all disappeared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we don't share those stories, people won't. people will go, oh, I didn't know. So it's almost like stories are a way of actually keeping events alive. Do you believe that the the power of storytelling is a great way of actually weaving in um, some values and life lessons and, you know, what to do? Do you think stories can be a good vessel for that? Oh, my gosh, yes. Yes. It, it makes me think of in school when we would learn about 
our ancestors and how before they were able to to really read and write a lot of cultures they provided the stories of I mean from the creation story on through why we eat this and we don't eat this why you don't pet a porcupine why you don't play with snakes you know we learned those lessons by just storytelling just spoken word you you passed it on to the next generation and I feel like that Sadly, that's something that we have lost quite a bit in our culture, in our age of instant gratification and, and being on our phones, not to not to learn things, but to play a game or which, and I'm not faulting anyone. I play games on my phone. I get it. But I feel like so often we're looking to be entertained instead of being engaged. And it's storytelling. It's not just for children. It's for adults. And it does provide such a healing. Oh, when you were talking about the palliative care, that that was one of the big things for me too, was when my grandfather passed away, he was my person. And realizing that I had I'd collected a lot of his stories, but I didn't collect all of them. I, I didn't hear half of the stories that he had to share about the life that he had lived, you know being in the depression, fighting wars overseas, you know, before cell phones were a thing, before color TV was a thing, the things that children today will have no clue ever happened. And, you know, not being able to collect those to share with my nephews and future generations and and then on a bigger scale with the whole world, you know, your father mapping the Northern Territories, that's huge. And like you said, you wouldn't have known that if he hadn't told you that. That's not something that, you know, and now your children, they can know that, that their grandfather, that's a big thing. Yeah, I, I definitely think that stories have, they have the ability to heal and connect us, which really, I mean, that's, I I personally think that it all comes down to, for for us as humans to survive and to thrive, it comes down to love and connection is... Yeah you know, no matter what religious beliefs or or deity or however you want to fall on that spectrum, I think it just comes down to love and connection for, for all of us. Yeah. And I think that's as humans, we're seeking a sense of belonging. We're, we're seeking a sense of belonging. We want to feel connected. And by connection and storytelling, like a lot of Indigenous tribes will sit down and they will, you know, they'll they'll sit down and the elders will be talking to, you know, the the young children about all of these different things. And, you know, you listen and you're like, oh, wow. Um, and then you hear some things like, ah, that's to teach me about jealousy or this is to teach me about kindness. And you can sort of hear even in children's books what they're weaving. And um, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know, sometimes my kids like story and I'm like oh okay you know and um you're like what can I weave in here you know maybe a bit about sharing (laughs) and a bit about you know this thing you know so I think that is just so wise yeah I love that Meg because it is that's what people humans want they want to feel love they want to feel belonging so and stories such a beautiful way of actually supporting people so oh amazing thank you amazing I have a lot of fun 
That's the most important thing, isn't it? Because sometimes we can be, we don't even know that it can be fun. Like I remember when people are like, oh, if you really like your, you know, if you really love your job, you know, you're never going to work a day in your life. And I'm like, and I thought this is, I think it's looking at your perspective for one, because, you know, especially as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you're, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen those reels and it's like someone doing the social media and someone doing this. It's like, you're doing all of the, <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, 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 I'm all, I'm, I'm, I'm everyone. Um, but I think it's just really important to, I actually forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I can't even remember where we were going. So it's early. It is early. It's six o'clock. Um, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Isn't it funny? We're sort of, we're so, like, I'm, I feel so much passion talking to you and it's just bubbling over and it's excitement. So yeah, thank you so much for everything. Um, before we sort of conclude, I just want to thank you so much for coming on Becoming Unstoppable, the podcast, and really sharing your story and how you support others and the importance of storytelling and really starting with journaling mm-hmm. and the importance of telling, telling our children different things that happen so they, they know what a bit about us and our story and capturing that. So. I think that is just so magic what you're doing. So thank you so much for coming. And for those who want to know a bit more about you, Meg, could you tell the listeners how the best way to contact you? Oh, definitely. Well, first, thank you for having me. This is, oh my gosh, I was telling you, I love doing things like this on a Monday because now I feel like my week is just, I'm soaring. I'm good. So thank you. Um, the best way, uh, my website is megsrights.com, just M-E-G-S-W-R-I-T-E-S.com. And then from there, um, you have my email, social media, all of that. And if anybody is interested in talking about the process, what it looks like, or if you think you might, you might have a book in you, which spoiler, we all do, but maybe you're ready to talk about it and you want to maybe talk through what your first steps might be. I do risk-free, they call them discovery calls, but basically Zoom chats. Anybody that is really interested because I really, words and storytelling, they they are my jam. So I would love, love to talk to anyone that's interested in, you know, chatting with someone about their story and what they might like to share with the world. And you can book those on my website as well. Amazing. And what we'll do is we'll put all of your details in the show notes so people can actually just click on as simple as that so perfect thank you again so much for coming on becoming unstoppable it was absolutely amazing thank you so much Thank you so much for tuning in to another podcast episode of Becoming Unstoppable. I'm your host, Jen Parker, self-sabotage business coach. I help and empower female entrepreneurs just like yourself that experience the loud inner critic, the loud self-sabotage, and they want to amplify their confidence and self-belief. 
and that's where my mastermind is going to support you to get to the next level. This is unlike any other mastermind program. This is going to be so strong and so powerful. You're going to learn how to first reprogram your mind with very practical steps to do that. The second thing that you're going to learn is you're going to learn how to thrive and embody this next version of your success. This is where you learn how to manifest success within your business. This is where you learn how to create abundance and courage codes. This is an amazing opportunity for you and I invite you to simply send me a message, look at the show notes and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.